Now, let me ask you a question. Do you ever find yourself in situations where you have five to 10 to maybe 40 minutes to spend with someone and you think to yourself, I really want to bring up animal rights. I really want to talk about this with them, but I'm really scared this is going to be awkward. I don't know how to get the conversation started. I don't know how to pivot this small talk that we're having into animal rights. I don't want this person to hate me. Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about a solution to that situation. Now, if you're new to the show, welcome back. This is the Animal Advocate Podcast, the podcast where we talk about how you can become the most confident, powerful, and effective voice for the animals. And what we're going to do is jump into a section I took from a live stream I did on Instagram where I answer the question, how do you outreach your Uber driver or just someone that you have a little bit of time to spend with. And what I'm going to share is a very simple method I've used in Ubers and planes and other situations where, you know, I'm spending a little bit of time with people to talk to them about animal rights. This method is very low pressure, so it's not scary to do. And the chances of the conversation being awkward or the chances of the person hating you are very, very low. On the flip side, if you actually do this, I found that the results can be very, very good. Now, I'm not saying this is a 100% way to outreach anyone. I don't know if such method that exists, but what I found is that I've had very in-depth conversations with people and they walk away saying, I've never thought about this. Thank you for talking to me about this. Uh, could you send me some documentaries so that I can research this more? And that's, you know, that's just what happened to me. So if you want to learn about that and you want to replicate that in your life, then stick around because that's exactly what we're going to talk about. When you only have five to 10 minutes to explain what's veganism, what would you say? For example, an Uber driver. So, um, and that's a good question. This actually ties into one of the first questions that was asked on this live stream about listening. So, whenever I have five to 10 minutes to talk to someone, or you know, when I'm in an Uber, or I'm sitting next to someone on some sort of transport, and I wanna have a conversation about them, about veganism, or more accurately about animal rights and what's happening to animals, and what they can do about it, what I'll do is I'll start by listening. So what I found is that if I go into a situation where say I, I walk into an Uber and I'm like, I gotta talk to them about veganism and animal rights, I, I gotta do it. To me at least, it's a very high pressure situation because I don't know if it's gonna work, I don't even know if they wanna talk, talk to me and maybe they won't take it well and it's gonna become really awkward really quickly. And what happens, at least in my situation, is that if I just focus on that, I get really nervous and I'm really scared to start the conversation and oftentimes I just don't do anything about it. So I found that that doesn't work. To me, whenever I'm in a situation like that, the structure that I personally follow is build rapport and then do outreach. So how this works is when I walk into the Uber, my only goal is to build a positive relationship with the Uber driver. So how do I do that? What I talked about earlier is I listen. So I'll start asking questions. And this can be very basic questions. How long have you been driving for Uber? What is the wildest story you have? Did you have anyone throw up in your front seats? You know, whatever it is, right? Have them telling stories. And then I'll ask them about what they do, if they do this full time, part time, what else do you do? What are their hobbies? Uh, you know, and oftentimes what ends up happening is that they tell me a whole lot about their life. Now, if they're the type that's just not talkative at all and they don't want to talk, then 
I haven't figured out what to do here. I, I can't talk to someone who doesn't want to talk to me, right? Uh, one thing that you could do is maybe just ask, hey, uh, I, I would love to listen to part of a podcast. Do you mind if I put it on the radio? And then you just play like Gary's speech or something. That, that, that might be a great thing if they don't want to talk, right? But anyways, if they do want to talk, what ends up happening is that they tell me a whole bunch about their life. They tell me about their, their family, their hobbies, et cetera, et cetera. If I, if, I, if I do this well and I listen and I ask more questions and I'm genuinely interested in who that other person is, what's going on in their life, what they're into, and so on and so forth. While I do this, I take note of two things. First of all, I, I try to split my time equally. So for example, if I know that the ride is gonna be 10 minutes, I'll try to do this for about five minutes, like half of it. If I know that the ride is like 40 minutes, then I can do this for 20 minutes. I, I got no problem playing the long game. So I'll do that. And while I do that, I'm taking mental notes of certain things that they say. For example, they might talk about how they have a dog at home. In the States, that's very common. So I'll ask them, what's your dog's name? I'll ask them all about that. So they'll say, my name, my dog's name is Terry. So I'll make sure to remember that. If they're names of anyone important in their lives, I'll always remember their names. If they talk about their partner, their, their kids, stuff like that, I, I remember names and details that I can call back to later. So anyways, I'll do that. And what happens most of the time is that at some point, that person, because they've talked so much, and maybe they've kind of released that urge of, talk, of talking, they're like, man, you've asked me, you've, I've talked a lot about myself, what about you? What's going on with you? And this is very, very, very common. I found this to, to just happen a lot. So they'll ask me what's going on with you, and at that point, that's when I'll start gearing the conversation towards an animal rights conversation. Now, what I've had a lot of success with in the past is, uh, you know, they'll be like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I, I'm, um, you know, I make videos to, to uh, help animals or I, I make videos about animal rights or something like that. And if you have another job, I, I just suggest that that's what you say anyways, because if that's what you want to talk about, just say that, right? I, like I, I talked to my friend Thomas one time and I, like, I was like, I really, I don't know what you do for work. What do you do? And he was like, I'm a full-time animal rights activist and a part-time physical therapist, which is kind of a funny way to put it, right? But the point is, if you want to talk about it, just say that. It doesn't matter. Just say like, oh, like I, um, I run campaigns to, uh, to, to defend animal rights. Just say something. Like, it, it doesn't matter like exactly what it is. If, if you do any sort of animal rights thing part-time, just say that you do that because it's going to intrigue people. So they'll be like, oh, what can I do? You help shelters? What do you do? And... What I'll say then is, and again, I just do this by asking questions. And, and, and here's, here's the thing is that like, I, I don't even really go into what I, I do. I just use that opportunity to, to bring that subject into awareness. And then I'll just have an outreach conversation through asking questions. So what I found to work effectively in the past is they'd be like, what do you do? Oh, I, I make, um, I'm an animal rights filmmaker. You know, I make videos uh, primarily for social media. Like, oh, that's really cool, what kind of videos? Well, have you heard about the Yulin Dog Meat Festival? Like, no, what's that? And I'm like, so the Yulin Dog Meat Festival is a festival that happens in Yulin, China, it happens every year, and they kill thousands of cats and dogs to, um, and they actually eat them, it's this huge deal, and uh, what do you think about that? And it's horrible, that is, that is so horrible, yeah. I, I agree, what do you think is horrible about it? You know, I, I don't think we should be, be eating dogs and cats. Okay, so, what, what do you what do you think that is? I mean, I'm just curious. I like to f know people's opinions. So, if you um, think about, do you, I mean, do you think it's like inherently wrong to kill cats and dogs for food, or do you think like it has something to do with the way they do it? Maybe. Um, yeah, you know, I would just say that. I mean, it's just wrong. Like cats and dogs, you know, they're like they're like our family. Like we shouldn't kill them. Yeah. So, you know, like, I'm guessing you know you have Terry at home. 
as their dog sitter. I remember the conversation from earlier. I'm guessing that, I mean, like, could anyone pay you any amount of money to uh, to eat Terry? No, Terry's like uh, Terry's like my son. I, I would never, I would never allow that. Okay, so you know, one question that I often ask people in the in the videos that I make is, do you think there's a difference between the Yulin Dog Meat Festival and what we do right here to cows, chickens, pigs, goats, fish, turkeys, etc. So see what I did there? So basically, that's how I go about it. It's build rapport, ask questions about their life, so they tell me all about them. So two things happen. I'm able to build a relationship with them so that they're more willing to talk to me, so that they see me as a friend, like I'm on their team. I learn useful information about them so that I can call back to it later. And then I create the space where they're open to hearing about what I'm doing. And then when they throw the ball at me, I'll, I'll say, yeah, I do some animal rights thing. And as soon as they start asking me more about it, instead of talking about it, I just go into asking them questions about the whole thing to launch the outreach conversation. And I found that to be very effective. And, and basically, yeah, and throughout the whole rest of the thing, I'll just ask questions. And here is the beauty of this, is that in the vast majority of cases, because I've spent the time to actually build my relationship with the Uber driver or the person who's sitting next to me on the train or the plane or wherever, wherever it is, they, they, they don't feel closed to thinking and thinking about and answering the questions that I'm asking them because they see that we're on the same team. So I've had it multiple times and my, my success rate of doing this is, is actually pretty high is, you know, I, I've had it multiple times when people, by the end of the ride, they're like, I, I, have never, I, have, I have never thought about this. That's really interesting. And towards the end, when I see that we're getting to our destination, you know, I'll ask because I want some, some sort of way to follow up or because I, I want there to be some sort of thing that they can do later to call back to this. So, you know, typically I'll ask something like, uh, you know, do, do you like watching documentaries? And if they say yes, I'll be like, if I gave you, you know, a couple documentaries to check out on these topics, is that something you'd be interested in? And usually they're like, yeah, I don't know if they check them out, but, you know, I try to, I try to really tie in what they said with why they should watch the documentary. So for example, they'll say, oh, you know, I, I'm really an animal lover. I, I always loved animals. And yeah, you know, I've, I've never really, I've never really thought about this. And I'd be like, you know, um, so do you like to watch documentaries? Yeah. Uh, if I recommend a documentary, would you, would you want to see? Yeah. Okay. So there's this documentary called Dominion. I think it would be a, a really good fit for you. And especially for people who, you know, like you said, you really love animals and you even have Terry at home who you love very much. Uh, I think this is going to be a great video for you to watch because this is the deal. Most people, they don't watch this. They ignore this because they think it's too painful to watch. But the reality is that th this documentary is going to show you all the standard practices of all the industries that exploit animals. Animals are enduring this with their bodies. And don't you think that if they're enduring this with their bodies, the least we can do is actually watch it? That's not the best way to say that. But you know, I'll, I'll, I'll basically tie in them with the thing. So for example, some other people, they'll talk a lot about their family and how much they care about their family. And I'll be like, you know, something that's related to this that a lot of people don't think about is our health and what's actually healthy for us. Now in the past, doctors have promoted cigarettes as being healthy. And if you, if you look at the science and the research, not what advertising is telling you, well, we'll find that 
all these animal products, they're not healthy for us. In fact, they're very harmful towards our health, but these companies, they don't want us to see this. And so, you know, you said that you obviously you want to do what's best for your family, for your kids. Um, you know, if you want to make very informed decisions on what's the best way to feed them in a way that's going to actually be healthy for them, then I really recommend you check out the Game Changers or What the Health or whatever it is. Right, so see what I did there is basically I give them a really clear reason why it might be important for them to watch the documentary. I don't, I don't just say like, oh, you should check it out because it's, it's a really good documentary and I think you should watch it because no one cares about that. Right, it's going back to thinking about conversations from the other person's perspective. So I think about why, why might it be important for them to watch this? And I try to basically do that. And I, I might even qualify them further by saying like, um, how, how do you want, like, how do you want me to give this to you? Do you want me to text this to you? And be like, are, are you sure? Because, you know, like most people, a lot of people that I talk to, I always, re- I, look, I always recommend documentaries to everyone, but most people don't, don't watch them. So I don't really want to recommend something to you if you're not going to watch it. Will you actually watch it? Yeah, I'll actually watch it. Okay, cool. And then I, I text it to them, right? And what I might do there too is um, I, I get their fo- or I get a way to message them. And I love this because look, writing things down on a piece of paper or giving a card Okay, like these AV cards, like these cards are cool, but I'm like, who who goes home and watches a documentary off a freaking card that you got off someone on the street? Like, I, I don't know. I've never done this in my life. I think that most people don't do this. But what do you do? You check your phone. I guess unless you're me, now I don't check my phone anymore. But the point is, most people check their phones. So I want them to either look something up, screenshot it, or I want some way that I can message them. And this is the beauty of messaging them, is that I basically say, hey, um, you know, I'll send you this right now. But maybe later I'll, I'll recommend a couple more things. I'll send you a couple links to a couple videos that I think you'll really like. And what I'll do is immediately as I leave the Uber or whatever it is, I'll text them that one thing. And then later on, like a few hours later, maybe even the next day, I'll text them. And especially, maybe if they say something like, you know, I'll watch it tonight, I'll be like, oh, have you watched it? How, how was that? Or I'll just text them something else so that they remember that. Because we want, we want to hit people at different times. That's, by, that's the beauty of, for example, if you do outreach and you give people food that they can consume later, is that you're not only getting them there, but at that moment in time, but later when they keep eating that food, they can think back to the conversation, right? So you want to find ways to hit people at different times. That's why social media is awesome because you can hit people over and over and over again. That's why you probably enjoy my content, not because you saw one video, but because you've seen me over and over and over and over again. And the more time you spend with me, the more you enjoy my content, the more you like hanging out with me. That's maybe why on this live stream. But the point is that that's what I'll do. So I hope this answers this question. All right, that was it. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And more importantly, I hope you go apply this in your life. Go execute so that you can see if it works for you. You know, don't take anything I say as gospel ever uh, or anyone for that matter. Try it out yourself. See if it works. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, try something else and find what works for you. Again, like I said in the beginning, this was part of a live stream I did on Instagram. I do those live streams pretty much daily while we're on lockdown. So come hang out, ask your question. I try to talk about things that are gonna be helpful to you. So that's what we do over there. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's the highlight of my day. I love it. So come hang out. And on top of that, if you want access to the best live streams that I've done, including the full live stream that comes from, uh, or that this clip comes from, 
I post them over at my Patreon. Now, my Patreon or Patreon is a platform where you can choose to financially support creators like me with a monthly donation. Now, only do this if you really enjoy my work, you think it's really valuable, and you want to help cover some of my production costs. Otherwise, don't worry about it. But uh, that's where, if you want access to, um, you know, the previous live streams, that's where you can find it. So that's Peace by Vegan. Oh, sorry. What am I saying? Patreon.com slash Peace by Vegan. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So I hope that you're having a wonderful time. Uh, you know, I know times are very uncertain, but I hope that you are choosing to stay grateful, positive and constructive. And uh, that's about it for me. Until next time, I love you. Keep defending animals. And as always, enjoy, uh, enjoy the, the theme song. <laughs>